There's only one road into Key West, but you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat, or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, one church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. I'm ready for the word. We're in week two of this series, The Holy Spirit is the God in Me. We're going to go to a whole nother level today. And uh, we're going to do that. Amen. We're going to make our faith confession, Dallas, then you'll split off, and then we'll go from here. Lift your Bibles and say it together, everybody. I'm unconditionally loved by God and at Harvest Church. I'm in my year of acceleration, accelerated progress, accelerated faith. This year, all I do is win. In Jesus' name, Selah. Remain standing for just one second for me. I want you to go to Luke chapter 11, verse 13. Sunday, two different messages this past Sunday. The first message was it's the God in you we talked about being filled with the spirit second experience we went a whole nother direction called throw Jonah overboard and if you miss that message it's that message is still on me like like hand and glove and so if you miss that you can look at it YouTube and Facebook and get auto message and all of that and then on Wednesday my God didn't we go in on Wednesday spirit filled and dangerous here it is, the benefits of being spirit-filled. Luke 11 and 13. If you then being evil, this is Jesus talking to some of the people around him. I like Jesus because Jesus was bold. He says, if you being evil <laughs> know how to give good gifts to your children, iPhones and iPods and iPad Pros and Samsung Galaxies and all that. He says, if you're a parent who gives good gifts to your kids, he says, how much more? Somebody say, much more. Will the Heavenly Father give you the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Before we get into this message, I want everybody to say this for me. Say, Father, in Jesus' name, today I thank you for your word. I'm ready to receive. Today, as we go further in this series, I ask, number one, if I was far from you, that I'd be reconnected to you. If I've never become a Christian, I believe in my heart and confess with my mouth that you died so I could have life and life more abundantly. Now I ask you to fill me with your Holy Spirit from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. When I'm spirit-filled, there are benefits, and I thank you for those today. 
in Jesus' name. If you believe what you just prayed, I want you to shout about it, church. I said, I want you to shout about it, church. I said, I want you to shout about it, church. Look at somebody as you grab a seat. Just say the benefits of being spirit-filled. The benefits, the benefits, the benefits being spirit-filled. Last Sunday, we began this new series called The Holy Spirit. With this subtopic, it's the God in you. And over the next few weeks, we're going to tap into a power that God gives us that the Scripture says can dwell in us. And I encourage you, as I've already made reference to, to go on YouTube, Idle Message, or Facebook to catch up on the first few messages. But so far, we've learned this, that the Holy Spirit, say Holy Spirit, is the same thing as the Holy Ghost, say Holy Ghost. It's the same thing as the ghost, say the ghost. It's the same thing as the spirit of God, say spirit of God. It comes from this Hebrew word, that's the language of our Old Testament, ruach, which means the breath of God, the mind of God, and the wind of God. In other words, God says, I'm going to breathe into you every time it, you feel like there's nothing left. I'm going to breathe life into you every time you feel like you can't press. I'm going to speak life into your dead situations. I'm going to speak life into your dead dreams and your dead hopes. But not only his breath, but it's also his mind. So the Bible says that God will fill us with his mind, which means there's sometimes where our intellect can only go so far. Our knowledge can only go so far. What we know to do can only go so far. And that's why the scripture says his thoughts are higher than our thoughts and his ways are greater and higher than our ways. So sometimes, watch this, one of the great things about being spirit-filled is not only does God breathe life into me, but God gives me his mind. Which means when I don't know the right way I should think about it, when I'm spirit-filled, I've got his mind about it. Which means when I see something that makes me want to say, take the lesser, when I got his mind, the spirit will say, well, never the less not only is it his mind but it's also watch this it is the wind of God and the reason the scripture refers to the spirit of God the Holy Spirit the Holy Ghost as God's wind is because sometimes you're going to face storms that are coming against you and when we think of a storm we think of wind right and you got wind coming against you. But when you're filled with the Spirit, check this out, you've got a wind in you that's greater than the wind around you. That's why the Scripture says, greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. In other words, I'm going to deal with some challenges, some obstacles, some things that are blowing against me. But baby, when I'm filled with the Spirit, i got something in me that's far greater, that's far stronger, that's more powerful than the wind coming against me. So Ruach, that's the language of our Old Testament. Then, then spirit is in our New Testament, this Greek word, that's the language of our New Testament, pneuma, which means his mind, his soul, God's mind, thoughts, will, and emotions. Now take this out. God, God is not led by emotions, but if God was to have emotions, what would God's emotions be? God's emotions, watch this, would always serve his purpose. Many of us have emotions, but they don't serve us. Because watch this, we break down when we need to break through. We get upset when we need to step up. Y'all not talking. Uh, we will allow our emotions to now ride us down, break us down, beat us down, when instead our emotions are given to us to serve us. One of the shortest verses in the Bible is Jesus wept. In other words, Jesus is looking at his friend Lazarus who is dead. And he's been dead for a while now. And the Bible says when Jesus sees this, when he beholds this, the Bible says that Jesus' humanity weeps. But I like the very next verse. Then Jesus says, Lazarus. <laughs> In other words, he says, my emotions are not going to stop me. My emotions are going to make me evolve. See, when you're filled with the spirit, you are literally filled with God's emotions about a situation. Check this out. Which is why people will say, how are you so strong and you dealing with that? 
and you can look at him and tell him, baby, it's not me. It's the God in me. When I'm filled with his spirit, I may weep in verse 1, but that's going to be a short verse. Y'all not talking to me. But get me to the next verse because the very thing that was making me cry is the very thing I'm going to look at and say, Lazarus, come forth. I'm going to tell somebody, you maybe were crying about it on Saturday night, but baby, on Sunday, it's time to go to the next verse. Stop your neighbor. High five and say, go to the next verse. Go to the next verse. Yeah, I got his emotions about it. So the reason I ain't tripping, the reason I ain't feeling some type of way is because I've got God's emotions about the situation. The Bible says his, his, his pneuma, his mind, his soul. Uh, and the Bible says this, that God can live in us. Say it's the God in me. Now, there's three experiences we've learned already as, uh, that we can have as Christians. And I'm drilling these because I want you to have these like the back of your hand. Now, when people said that, I'd like to be truthful. I don't really know what the back of my hand looks like. But, but it's, it, it, you understand the point is that I know it really well. So I got to know this really well. First experience you can have as a Christian, watch this, is salvation, which is the same thing as being born again, which is the same thing at Harvard Church, we say, making a decision to become a Christian. And we've learned so far that when you pray that prayer, and guess what? Normally, check this out, what we did was just confuse hell. What you mean, Bishop? Because the enemy's used to us giving the invitation at the end of the message. If you'll notice, we already prayed that prayer at the beginning of the message, which means, watch this. The enemy was hoping some of you watch this towards the end of the message. You'd be like, I don't know if I'm going to give it to my life to Jesus today. I don't know if I'm going to turn things over to him today. Well, we just psyched his mind because what we did is reverse it. Somebody say we reversed it. It, we've learned that this salvation thing, this being born again, this making a decision to become a Christian, this is when we're sealed by his spirit. Ephesians 1.13, and him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. Say that's good news. Here's the good news, church. The good news is the bad news is wrong. The good news is that when you die after you're a believer, you don't have to worry about what happens. In fact, you're not even afraid of death anymore because you'll say, death, where is your sting? Because Jesus has conquered death, hell, and the grave. That's why you can never kill a Christian. Don't let anybody ever threaten you with that. Don't let anybody ever threaten you with the end of your life. Because as a Christian, the Bible says we don't die, we sleep. Which means it may end on this side, but baby, there's a whole nother side that goes on forever and ever and ever. It says the gift of God is eternal life, which means you can't kill a believer. Somebody lay your hands on yourself. Say, I never die. I just multiply. Y'all not saying it like you mean it, which means death is not the end for you. It's the end of this dimension of you, but it's only a new beginning. Some of you, you've accused God of not healing somebody that you prayed for, and that's only because you stuck, got stuck in time. You said, well, God didn't heal him, and I prayed for him, and I don't know why they didn't get healed. Maybe you didn't see healing on this side, but because they're a believer, they didn't die. Their healing simply manifested when they went into another dimension of themselves. Are you still here? It says the gospel of your salvation. That's good news. Good news is the bad news is wrong. See, the good news is that it doesn't matter how you messed up, no matter how you, 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 uh, poorly you did things, no matter what mistakes you made, no matter what you did, you may have done everything they said you did. And here's the truth. There's a whole lot of stuff they didn't know nothing about. Where the honest folk at? It's a whole lot of stuff. But, but you're like, yeah, they talking about that, but it's a whole lot of stuff they didn't know about. You may have done a feel like preaching on this Sunday morning. There may be a whole lot of stuff you did, but you are not who they say you are. Because if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things are passed away, and all things are made new. Somebody say, I'm new. So the good news is that the bad news is wrong, even if the bad news is true. It's wrong, even if it's true. 
Many people live with guilt and shame and all of this, and I made this mistake, and I did this, and, and will people, what will people think about this, and what will people think about that? I'll tell you what they'll think. They'll think, oh, my God, so-and-so went through that, and I can get through it, too. Oh, my God, so-and-so made that mistake, and I can live after that mistake, too. Some of you, you still got shame about your divorce. You better get up and get over it and realize that this is the day the Lord has made, and you better keep on pressing. Somebody else needs to see somebody survive a divorce. Some of you may be upset because you lost some money. Baby, I'm going to tell you, money don't make you. When you've got God for you, money don't make you. Baby, you make the money. In other words, the only reason it looked good is because it was on you. Are y'all still here? Now, 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 this is say the good news. The gospel of your salvation in whom having believed, you are sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. So here's what we learn. Salvation is the beginning, not just the ending. For many people, they get saved and they think that's it. It's not the end. It's only the beginning. Because spiritual maturity is a process, not a project. A project has an ending. A process keeps going. Many of us, you get frustrated with your Christian walk because you think it's a project. It's not. It's a process. It's a process that keeps going. I like that you're able to see that this isn't all finished over here. I like that you're able to see that it looks kind of rough in a couple of places over here. Why? Because that's what your life is like. It's a construction site, not a museum. You're missing what I'm saying. Some of you, you're trying to act like your life is a museum. Come look at all of these great and wonderful things I've done. Here's the truth. You've done some good stuff, but there's some other stuff that's still under construction. And I say it a lot, but I'm going to say it again. And I may not be where I want to be, but is there anybody that can thank God I'm not where I used to be? One week ago when you came in here, it looked one way. One week later, it looks another way. That's the way your life looks. One week, this may not be there, but if you'll keep being faithful, it'll be there. And if you'll keep being faithful, he'll add that. And if you'll keep being faithful he'll add that say I'm a construction site when you're born again or become a Christian it's like you're a new baby that has to grow up and that's why we need the second experience it's called born again so you're like a new baby that has to grow up you ever heard this phrase if you grew up in church a baby Christian okay most people equate that to mean somebody who just gave their life to Jesus here's what I've learned you can be a baby Christian or a new Christian and you could have been a Christian for 40 years because you never grew up you're still dealing with elementary things. Still dealing, watch this, with milk, not graduated to meat. That's one of the reasons you're at Harvest, is so that wherever you're at in your walk, whether it's milk or, or, or whether it's meat, it's in the house. You know, I hear what I'm saying. Whether it's milk or meat, somebody say it's in the house. Isn't it amazing that God can take one message and give milk to those who need milk and in that same message give meat to those who need meat? Ain't our God an incredible God? That's why out of all the places you could have been on Sunday morning, you're up in here at Harvest Church. If you're watching, why do so many people watch from other cities and other states and other countries? Because they realize if I need milk, it's in the house. And if I need some meat, that's in the house too. So everything I need is in the house. Here's the second experience. That's the first experience. Here's the second experience. The second experience is being filled with the Spirit. Or the baptism of the Holy Ghost, or the baptism of the Spirit, or, or being a Spirit-filled, okay? All those terms mean the same thing. John 14, 17, the Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, meaning if you're unsaved, you can't get to the second experience, because it neither sees him nor knows him. So this teaches us, we've learned, you can't get to the second experience as you had the first experience, okay? So you can't get Spirit-filled unless you've been Spirit-sealed. Now, how do you have the first experience? How do you become a Christian? You pray. What do you do? You ask for it, okay? How do you get the second experience? You ask for it. How you know that Bishop Bible says though? Luke eleven thirteen. If you're being evil and give some good gifts to your kids, and watch this, parents, some of your children on, on Halloween, they knew the season was changing. So they brought you their list. 
This is my Christmas list. Anybody used to make Christmas lists? Look, I used to make Christmas lists. Y'all remember the JCPenney big old catalog? Look here. That JCPenney catalog, the, listen, we would start as soon as that thing came in October. And then remember Toys R Us? Some of y'all remember Toys R Us? We get the Toys R Us papers. Look, I'd be archiving papers. I, I, was, I, was the, I was the oldest young man you ever saw because I had papers around like I was somebody's grandmama getting ready to go to Piggly Wiggly. I had papers. I had toys. Oh, wait a minute. It's in my paper right here. No, I got it right here. They say they got a sale on this. They got this, that, and the other. And that JCPenney catalog, I would have, listen, I had me a list. Leah talked about four-page letters. I had four-page lists. But I want this, and I want this, and I want this. And then don't let my faith get strong when I was a kid, because then I'd be putting stuff on there I know wasn't. <laughs> you know how you put that stuff on there? You'd be like, I don't know if I'm getting this one, though. I don't even know. I don't even know. Them two, I know. But this one here, I don't even know. I'm going to put it on there, though. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. <laughs> If you being evil know how to give good gifts, how much more will your heavenly father give you the what? Holy Spirit. Put the verse up, please. Give the Holy Spirit to those who what? Ask him. So what did we already do before we got into this message? We asked him. So if you were not spirit-filled, you asked and he delivered. If you were spirit-filled, guess what you got? You got a refill. Now, after you ask, hands should be laid on you uh, by the man of God, according to Acts 19 and 6. Let me show you in the scripture. Stick with me, 915. Acts 19 and 6. And when Paul had laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. Acts uh, 19 and verse number 6. When Paul had laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. All right? And so that's what we did on Wednesday. Somebody said we did that on Wednesday. Okay, and if you haven't had that, we'll do it again on this upcoming Wednesday because I'm going to run out of time. So we do it on Wednesday. Somebody said that's Wednesday. Second experience is being spirit Field. First experience is being spirit sealed. Here's the third experience being refill. Many people's daily lives are a struggle because they need a refill. Now, I, I, I need you to catch this. Uh, anybody been to a restaurant in their life? Okay, all right, that's be it, better, all right? Now, 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 check this out. When you go to a restaurant, uh, let me have a cup or something, please. When you go to a restaurant, when you go to a restaurant, uh, just there you go. Shamo, out of work. All right, wonderful. That's good. You ain't sick, are you? Okay, all right. I'm just saying. Now, I ain't going to drink out of it, though. I ain't going to drink. Okay, all right, all right. I just, just want to make sure I'm touching it. Don't, don't come up coughing this week. If I cough this week, I want y'all to know where it came from. <laughs> all right. <laughs> now, now, at a restaurant, when you're eating, what's one of the things that the waiter pays attention to? The waiter or waitress pays attention to? Your drink. Now, if you go, when I, every restaurant I go to for the last several years, I've drank and consumed one beverage, water, watch this, with lemon, watch this, and a straw, one that you didn't touch with your hands. Other than that, I don't want no water. I just eat. <laughs> this is me. Don't judge me. Don't judge me. Okay. Okay. All right. Now, check this out. When you're eating, and you're eating a lot of food, have you ever noticed that the more you eat, it seems like the more you need to drink. It is because, watch this, especially when you're eating, like me, bread, white bread, <laughs> copious quantities of butter. Yesterday I was having brunch with my family, and, and I, the, the lady, she brought us some butter. I said, no, baby, I need you to go melt that for me. I was having French toast, and so she went and melted it for me, and then I made this little concoction of the syrup and the butter and put it together and just. 
And somebody at the table says, sir, that's a lot of butter. I said, you mind your business? I'll mind my business. <laughs> so I didn't judge you. Don't you judge me. Now, check this out. Here's the tip I want you to get. In life, a lot of the times, hear me, you are eating a whole lot. Think of your life as a full plate. You, you, got, you got responsibilities. You, watch this. Come on, come on. You're going to catch it in a minute. You got children. You got finances. You got marriage. You got this. You got car note. You got house note. You got this, that, and the other. You got friends. You got fake friends. You got love. You got fake love. You got... You have all of this stuff on your plate. And when you have all of that on your plate, the reason many people, watch this, start to choke... And the reason many people watch this start to not be able to consume the things that are in front of them is because they are thirsty. And when you're thirsty, watch this, you'll say it's too much. It's not too much. You're just thirsty. You'll say, God, I can't do it. Yes, you can do it. You're just thirsty. And the issue is you need a refill. Somebody holler, I need a refill. It is not that what you're facing is too big. It's just that you're too thirsty. So watch this. That's why we need that third experience to give us a refill of his spirit because I'm eating all of this stuff. I'm consuming all of these things. I got all of these obstacles, all of these challenges. And the reality is, is without his spirit, I will start choking on what I should have conquered. I'll say I'm full when the truth is I'm not full. The truth is I just need to wash it down. Sometimes they'll say you just need to have a little something to drink because you need to wash it down. Some of you, you got some stuff that I feel like preaching now that happened in January that you still haven't digested and you need to wash it down. Some of you got somebody that walked out of you on February and you're still talking about it in November. What you need to do is get a refill of the spirit so you can wash it down. I dare you to just shake your neighbor's arm like you're going to shake it off. Say wash it down, wash it down. When you stay spirit-filled, you become dangerous to everything demonic, every distraction. That's why Ephesians 5.18, the latter part of the verse says, be ever filled and stimulated with the Holy Spirit. He says, be being filled is how old King James says it. In other words, I got to stay filled. And when I stay filled, watch this, I'm going to be able to move in those things God has ordained. That's one reason faithful church attendance is so important because you need a refill because life drains you. I don't know how people make it without coming to church on Wednesday because the truth is by Sunday afternoon, Monday and Tuesday, they've started making some withdrawals on me. And if I'm not careful, I'll say, God, it's too much. And it's not that it's too much. I just need another drink. Are you hearing me? Now, being filled with the Spirit has benefits that when you don't block him and if you don't resist him, you'll see results. Because listen to me, this, listen to this. God is not responsible for the unnecessary pain of those that ignore him. What you saying, Bishop? Acts 7.51. I want you to see this. I'm going to just teach you real quick, and then we're good. Y'all with me? All right, I want to make sure you're taught well. Acts 7.51. The Bible says feed the sheep. Just don't excite them. You need to be excited so you can eat good, but then after you're excited, you need to be fed. Somebody say, I'm being fed. Acts 7.51. You stiff-necked and uncircumcised in your heart. That's your mentality. And your ears. That's your listening. He says, watch what he says you do. You resist the Holy Spirit. Watch this. Just like your mama them. Just like your daddy them. Here's, here's what he's saying. Here's what he's saying. He's saying, your bloodline has learned, watch this, how to have pain it blames on God because it would not yield to the Holy Ghost. No, no, no. I, you catch it. I was talking some, uh, the other day, and somebody was talking about, uh, somebody was saying they don't come to church, and they don't really study, and they ain't doing this, they don't do that, and they just got a problem with church. Well, not ours, but, you know, church. And I said, you know, I said, no, that's not true. 
I said, I am sick and tired of people talking about I got a problem with church. Because let me tell you something. Watch this. You were hurt in a car. Some of, anybody ever been in a car accident? Okay. How many of you said, I'm so hurt by this car. I ain't driving no more. You know what you did? Watch this. I'm going to make a real simple point. Then we're going to preach and holler and go. Watch this. To the lemon thing. Watch this. Watch this. You know what you did? You got back in that car and you drove. Why? Because you had to. The only reason people treat church the way they do is not because they got a problem with church. They don't actually love God. They don't actually love God. Got it? They got all kind of other songs playing except the song of the Lord. Because let me tell you something. You've had people on your job backstab you. Have you watched House of Cards? You got people on your job that have backstabbed you, that have lied on you. You know what you do? You get up, go to work. Why? You have to. Because you love that money. Y'all not talking. You know why you drive? Because you love being able to get where you want to get. So don't you ever let anybody tell me, well, I don't go to church because of this, that, and the other. No, you don't have a church issue. You have a God issue. You don't love God, and you need to fix that. Shake your neighbor's arm like you're going to shake it off and say, love him, love him, love him, love him, love him. You've had family members you've had more mercy with than you've had with God. God's church isn't perfect. Why? You're here. People are in it. Anything with people is not going to be perfect. Anything we're involved in is not going to be perfect. We're people. But listen, you don't hold that same standard to everything else. What are you trying to say, Bishop? Is that in the scripture, he says, he says, watch this. He says, you resist the Holy Spirit. You resist him so you don't have results. Are y'all hearing me, church? He says, and the issue is that in your mind, your heart there in scripture means mind. He says it's uncircumcised. He says, in other words, you still act like a baby that's not been circumcised. He says, you still get attitudes over stuff you shouldn't. You still get mad about stuff you shouldn't get mad at. You still watch this trying to judge other people's progress while you're still a work in progress. Oh, I guess somebody in here to just say spirit fill me, spirit fill me. When you're spirit filled, before looking at other people, the first person you look at is you. Somebody say there's some benefits. Uh, and I'm going to get through as many as I can. A benefit one. Y'all give me five minutes. Y'all going to give me five minutes? All right, there's some benefits. Number one, we learned on Wednesday he gives us power. Somebody shout power. power. Acts, I said shout it. Shout power. power. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. You shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria. And to the end of the earth. Power is this word we learned on Wednesday, dunamis, which means ability. Say, I get ability. And then it means abundance. Say abundance. Then he gives you meaning. Say meaning. Then he gives you might so you can have might in your fight. So when you fight, you win. Say, so he gives me might. Then it says he'll make you a worker of miracles. That's why you need to get used to things being against you because God says you're a miracle worker. Didn't you know it? Get used to stuff being impossible for you because I'm the God that does the impossible because you've got a miracle working power that lives in you. It means violence, which means God gives you the ability to come against those things that are coming against you. Then we learned on Wednesday it is pecuniary ability, which is the power and influence that comes with riches. In other words, God says, I'm going to give you power and influence that comes with riches. Which means, watch this, when you're spirit-filled and you got power, you'll get treated like you got a different level of income than you really do. They'll look at you and say, I don't know why we're doing this, but we're just going to upgrade you. I don't know why we're doing this, but we're going to do that. And you'll be able to say, I know why you're doing it. I got, 
I get the power and influence that comes with riches, which means, baby, you might got money, but we got something called favor. And favor's better than money because money can buy you a doctor, but favor will get you help. Money can buy you a lawyer, but favor will get you justice. Somebody say, I got favor. Then it means moral power. Moral power. It gives you the ability to do right when you want to do wrong. I talked about this on Wednesday. And then he finally gives us excellence. Say excellence. In, in other words, the reason we can be excellent and excel at what we do, watch this, isn't because of our skill, but because of the spirit that lives in us that gives us the ability to excel. Got it? Say, I get power. I thought about that on Wednesday. Second thing you get is he prays for you. Now, I'm going to hit that real quick because I'm going to do a full message on this later in the series. Say, that's second benefit. Benefit three, he gives us gifts. Say, he gives us gifts. I'm going to hit those later on in the series. Number four, say, he keeps us focused. Whoo, here's the preach, 2 Timothy 1 and 13. People fail when they break focus. Every, every, every listen to me, every um, record that's ever been broken has been broken because somebody could maintain focus. Watch this beyond the level of somebody else. Somebody say, I'm a record breaker. Let me tell you how you're going to do it. You're going to maintain focus when other people are now distracted. Why? I'm going to show you something. This verse about shouted me in my house the other day. I just started running. 2 Timothy 1.13. Hold fast. That means stay focused. The pattern of sound words which you've heard from me. Paul is telling his son Timothy, be focused to what I told you. Say, Lord, keep me focused on your word. In faith and love which are in Christ Jesus. Verse 14, that the good thing which was committed to you keep by the what? Holy Spirit who what? Dwells in us. He says, Paul, uh, Timothy, you're going to stay focused because you're spirit filled. Say when I'm spirit filled. I stay focused. So what does that mean if you need a refill and you don't get one? That means you are distracted. Let me tell you what makes this so powerful. Look at verse 15. This you know that all those in Asia have turned away from me, among whom are Phagelius and Hermogenes. Look at me. Paul is telling Timothy, stay focused even if everybody turns from you. Y'all are missing it. Paul is telling his spiritual son Timothy this, and he's saying, everybody in Asia left me. He says, I was by myself, and I still stayed focused. I wasn't worried about who wasn't with me. I wasn't worried about who was against me. I wasn't worried about who was talking about me. Because I'm spirit-filled, I can stay. Benefit number five, he refreshes us. Say he refreshes us. Come on, say he refreshes us. Titus 3.5, Titus 3.5, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us through the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, look at me, 9.15, keeps you fresh, keeps you evolving. Watch this. For everybody in here who is 45 plus and you're like, what's going on with my life? What's happening? I thought I'd be here. I thought I'd be there. Let me tell you how you're going to reinvent yourself. The Holy Ghost. Let me tell you why you're not going to have why you're not going to have a midlife crisis. You got the Holy Ghost. And when you got the Holy Ghost, he'll have you to reinvent yourself. And so people will say, "You look like a brand new person, baby. That ain't me. It's the God in me. It's the Holy Ghost." Somebody say, "Keep me fresh." Say, "Keep me fresh and clean." See, I don't know about you, but it keeps me so fresh and it keeps me so clean. The Holy Spirit keeps your relationship with Jesus fresh. You won't get tired of being a Christian when your spirit filled. When you stay filled, you won't get tired of being a Christian because you'll say, oh, my God, I can't make it without being one. You won't get tired of coming to church when your spirit filled. You'll say, I can't make it without church. You won't get tired of serving when your spirit filled because you'll say, I can't make it without serving. Somebody say, he keeps me fresh. 
Benefit number six. Benefit number six. Last one. Oh, I did it. Benefit number six. He gets us through. Let me, let, me, let me make it personal. Say, make it personal for me, Bishop. He gets you through what wants to destroy you. Well, watch. Watch, watch this. Watch, watch this. Second Corinthians 6 and 4. Say, these are benefits. Say, like you mean it, church. Say, these are benefits. All of this comes from being spirit-filled and not just getting filled, but what? Staying filled, which means I need a refill 24-7. Say 24-7. See, your perspective of life will change when you're spirit-filled. While other people are complaining, you'll just be smiling. Be like, what you so happy about? Baby, I'm alive. <laughs> well, this is going on, this is going on. Yeah, that's going on, but it could be worse. And since this is the day that the Lord has made, I shall rejoice and be made glad in it. I'm spirit-filled. And so, baby, I just stay fresh. I, and watch this. You're going to tick some people off that you ain't mad. You're going to tick some people off that you ain't got a negative attitude. You're going to tick some people off that you, but, but the God that's in me is greater. All right, 2 Corinthians 6, 4, I got to quit. But in all things, we commend ourselves as ministers of God. In much. Woo! Watch Paul. It's Paul talking. Say, this Paul talking. She says, he says, in much patience, in tribulations. He's a man of God who's laying hands and people are getting healed. His handkerchiefs are getting people healed. And he's saying, look at the hell I got to go through so people can get healed. What you're going through ain't even for you. What you go through is so that you can be a blessing to somebody else. That's why people come to you on your job always asking you for help. What you need to do is pray for them and say, now the same church I get filled. You need to come up with me so you can get filled. Stop trying to run an illegal counsel and practice on your job. Instead, say, I'll pray for you, but you need to come on with me to get some of this good eat. Look, verse 5, in stripes. This is Paul. I says, in imprisonments. He was locked up. Imagine if this was today. Because see, watch this. Everybody would have been against him. Everybody would have said, Paul ain't nothing. Look at what Paul going through. If Paul was something, why he going through that? I'm going to talk to somebody in here where you're like, God, if you're with me, why am I going through that? It's because you're receiving an anointing. What's that? A grace so that you can get somebody else out of that same place. Let me go on and preach for these last 45 seconds right through here. What you're going through right now is giving you an anointing. How do you get an anointing? You crush an olive until the good stuff starts coming out. And I'm here to tell somebody what you're going through is designed to give you an anointing so you'll have a grace to get somebody else out of that same place. What? In stripes, verse 5, in imprisonments, in tumults, in labors, in sleeplessness, in fastings. By purity, by knowledge, by long-suffering, by kindness. What does he say? Uh, 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 come on, verse, uh, verse uh, the end of verse 6. About the order of the next part of verse 6. By sincere love. He says right there in the middle. By the what? Holy Spirit. He says, I'm dealing with all this stuff. And I'm dealing with all because of the Holy Spirit. He says, he says how you think I dealt with being locked up, Paul says. By the Holy Spirit. Say it's by the Holy Ghost. Talk to me, church. Says by the Holy Ghost. Look, look at this. By sincere love, verse 7, by the word of truth, by the power of God, by the armor of righteousness on the right hand and the left. Look at verse 8. By honor. Watch this. Paul says, some people have honored me, but look at the next part. He says, and dishonor. Paul said, I've been honored by some folk. Paul said, I've been dishonored by some folk. Then Paul says, I didn't have some evil reports told about me. 
And he says, I've had some good reports told about me. He says, how do I get through them all? The Holy Ghost. He says, they treated me like a deceiver, even though I was telling the truth, and I got through it by the Holy Ghost. Be a good church. Verse 9. As unknown yet well-known. He says, some people knew who I was. Some people didn't know who I was. You know how I dealt with the people who didn't know I was? The Holy Ghost. As dying, behold, we live. They had, watch this, they had eulogized Paul several times before he died. Ooh, he going down after this one. Ooh, he ain't going to make it after this one. Watch this. Y'all remember Red Fox, this the one, this the one. Some of y'all this year, you've had some stuff happen that says, I don't know how I'm going to bounce back after this. I don't know how I'm going to get up after this. I don't know how I'm going to fight after this. I got to tell you, you're going to do it because of the Holy Ghost. You're going to do it because of the. You're going to do it because of the. You're going to do it because of the. I don't care who eulogized you. I don't care who said this is your end. This is not your end. This is just your beginning. And it's because your spirit. Watch. Watch. He says, as dying, behold, we live. As chasing, yet not kill. He said, Paul said, some of the stuff I went through was to discipline me. So that's why I couldn't kill me. Ah, watch this. Verse 10. As sorrowful, yet always rejoicing. As poor, yet making a whole lot of other folks rich. Paul said, I lost my stuff to help them get some stuff. Who am I talking to in here where you lost some of your stuff to help somebody else get some stuff? And when they got that stuff, they back... They all of a sudden now wasn't your friend. They didn't want to be with you no more. They didn't want to come around you no more. He says, as having nothing. Watch this. He says, Paul said... He said, Paul said, at one point in my life, look at me, this is where you shout, church, because I'm out of time. Paul said, at one point in my life, I didn't have. Watch this. As a Christian. Watch this. As a giver. Y'all too, too quiet. I got quit. I got quit. I got quit. Okay, quick. Okay. Paul said, Paul said, Paul said, I've been through that. But then look at the rest of the verse. Paul said, I, I didn't been through a place where I've had nothing. And Paul said, you know who got me through that? The Holy Ghost. And then Paul said, now I got everything. And Paul said, you want to know how I got that? The Holy Ghost. I'm going to tell you, it don't matter. Let's go on and ride home, Santo. It doesn't matter where you at. When your spirit feels. God will take you from the bottom and he'll get you to the top. There are some benefits to being spirit-filled. Somebody holler, benefits, benefits, benefits. I'm going to tell you what wasn't working for your good. If you'll stay filled with the spirit, it'll start working for you. Somebody holler, benefits. Holler again, benefits. Well, I pray that today's life-giving message has spoken life into your life. I'm Bishop Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, and at this time, I want to extend an opportunity to you to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body got on a cross and died for our sins. Now, sins are things that we do that don't please God, and they ultimately don't please God because they ultimately are very harmful and dangerous to us. Not only did he die for our sins, he died so we could have life and life more abundantly. Here's what that means. That not only do we experience God's best, but that we can speak life into other people and use our lives to change the lives of other people. And today, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved or born again or become a Christian. All those phrases mean the same thing. 
And if today you were far from God, this is your opportunity to reconnect to God. I love him because uh, he's not the God of a second chance. The truth is, is we've all used our second chance already. He's the God of another chance. He offers us constant new beginnings and fresh starts to get things right for him. He gave his life for us so that we could give our lives for him. So today, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to Jesus right there where you're at, I don't care where you're listening to this message, I want you to say this for me. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. You're born again. You're saved from yourself. And if you were far from God, you're reconnected to God. And here's what I want you to do. Take out your mobile phone and text the word DECISION to the phone number 59769. And when you do... I'm going to send you a message right away that's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. You are connected to me and connected to Harvest Church for a reason. It's because this is the place God wants to speak life into your life. This is the place God wants you to grow and become a strong Christian and and serve and change the lives of other people. So stay connected, whether it's at a physical campus or a digital campus, stay connected to Harvest Church. Keep receiving this word and let it speak life into your life. Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R 10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.